Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Okay, can I just say, you guys have been blowing me away by your support for Heart of Dating. You've been sharing on social media and makes us so happy. Please continue to post and tag us and share with your friends. We will repost and DM you directly. Also, feel free to email us. We'd love to chat with you and would love to hear your feedback. So today, we are talking to a woman I adore. Lauren Scruggs Kennedy is brave, inspiring, courageous, super kind-hearted, and filled with so much love and joy. She also happens to be married to her bestie, Jason Kennedy, a host on E! News, and they live here in Los Angeles. Lauren was born in SoCal and raised in Dallas, so she is a Cali girl with deep Southern roots, and I love it. She has a distinct love for fashion, and she runs an amazingly inspired lifestyle blog that you guys must check out, and I personally love. She also recently launched a powder dry shampoo for all hair types called Stranded. Lauren is also an author, and she has written two books called Still Lolo and Your Beautiful Heart. She shares a bit of her beautiful story with us today, you guys, and I'm telling y'all, it's incredibly moving, it's so touching, and very encouraging. Lauren just has such a heart of hope, and in the last few years, she was inspired to start a yearly retreat for girls that have lost a limb to create a community and encourage one another on their journeys. Most recently, she launched the Lauren Scruggs Kennedy Foundation, which exists to bring hope, restore dignity, and ignite faith in girls and women with limb loss by providing beautiful cosmetic coverings for prosthesis. Today, Lo and I talk about conquering your insecurities within relationships and being brave to vulnerability because it's super hard, you guys. It really is. We laugh, we cry, and we just bond over the power of conquering your insecurities through Jesus's love. Lauren also shares about Jason's gentle love for her and some key aspects that made their dating relationship simply thrive. Gosh, the two of them just have a lot of fun together and they're so in love after three years of marriage. I love all of it and I know you will be inspired. So I hope you enjoy my conversation today with the lovely Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you on The Heart of Dating today. I am so excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, girl, you you just have such a beautiful heart, honestly, and you have such an inspiring story and it's just filled with so much hope and just getting to know you, even the little bit that I've known you has been so, so sweet. And so I just am excited and so thankful that you wanted to come on today. Thank you. <laughs> and girl... You do a lot of things, okay? You you run the Lauren Scruggs Kennedy blog, which it's a lifestyle blog, right? Would you say? Yes. So um, I feel like forever I was just focused on fashion. And recently this year, yeah. I totally rebranded. And I feel like I'm just in my space now because I'm talking a lot about it. wellness and fashion and beauty, but talking about real situations in life. So making it a little yeah. deeper than, you know, not that fashion's bad, it's amazing, but yeah, I just wanted I more depth it. on there. 
Yes, girl. And you do such a good job about just being vulnerable and real with people. And you touch on faith, you touch on wellness and all the content you produce really is it's just so beautiful and encouraging. And so not only that, you've written two books, right? Two, yes. which is incredible. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. And you also even have a dry shampoo. It's called Stranded. Oh my gosh, every girl needs a dry shampoo. Sorry for all the guys <laughs> listening. They, <laughs> like, they're like, what is dry shampoo? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Yeah. And last but not least, you you also run the Lawrence Gruggs Kennedy Foundation, right? Which just in what I know about it, it seeks to really just restore dignity, hope and be inspiring to women um, who have had limb loss. So that is it's so beautiful that you created Thank that. Thank you. It's been such a yeah. joy. So that really leads me, you know, to just saying that it's clear that there's so much that you're doing and so much that's happened to you in your life. And but even despite all that, it's not held you back at all, girl. It's really launched you into such a life-giving journey of really just owning your story and knowing who you are in Christ. And that in itself is so encouraging to people who, you know, just because we all go through things in life. And so being able to just really own your story and still persevere and press forward, which is what you've been able to do. Oh, thank you. I know. I honestly don't know. I'm just like, how do people live life without Jesus? Because I feel like I don't know where I'd be without him truly. (laughs) I know, girl. You know? Same here. And so, okay, so this is a dating podcast and we're here to talk about dating, love, trials, all those things. (laughs) And I do want to touch upon just you and Jason, your husband. Um, Y'all are seriously awesome and you're silly, you're fun, you're adorable and you bring so much joy to people's lives. And how long have you guys been married now? So we've been married for like three and a half years. And I was so excited, by the way, to hear what you're doing on your podcast. I feel like this is a conversation Jason and I have so often. We're like just Mm -hmm. with our single friends and just dating and what it's shifted into in probably the last couple of years, don't you think, with social media and dating apps and all that? Yeah. And so I was so excited because I feel like this is such a needed topic to discuss Mm. and so it's hard. The struggle is real. And it's true. Like, I mean, when I get together with my friends, it's probably the number one thing we talk about, I'm you sure. know, Yes. because at the core, we're, we're God wired us for relationship and we desire to be in relationship with a man or a woman. And not everyone is called to marriage. Some people are called to singleness, but you know, God did create us and wire us for a relationship. So it's a huge desire. And it's true. And the statistics show that people are getting married later and later in life. I heard recently, I think the average age for men is now 29 and a half. And I think for women, it's, <clears throat> it's somewhere around the age of 27. So that's very, very different from what it used to yes. look like. Mm-hmm. So true. And so <clears throat> people are just getting married later and later. And I actually find in cities like LA, people get married even later. Even later. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know. I feel like all of our single friends are in their like young 30s or just 30s in general. Yeah. Gosh, especially coming from the South or from Dallas, you're like, people get married when they're like 20. And (laughs) like, what is happening? But I'm realizing, though, that's so normal. It's like the new normal, I guess. It's the new normal. And and it does happen not even just in cities. Like I, I know friends in Dallas too, but it is. It's more rare in different parts of the country. Yeah. But as a culture as a whole, we're just struggling with dating in general and struggling with commitment and um, 
and just finding someone we want to date. So that's why what I love about you and Jason so much is that you guys are millennials and you dated in more recent years. So you're really relatable to us and most of the people listening who are, you know, more in their 20s and 30s. And um, so I I want to just start, I want to ask you though. So prior to dating, you know, you go on a journey to really figure out who you are and come into your own and discover just what makes you who you are. So I want to ask you before we kind of even dive into your journey um, and other struggles that you've been through, but what did that look like for you as a woman before you even met Jason? Yeah. Um, so I feel like one part of it was just different dating relationships prior to Jason. So I dated a guy in yeah. high school, like the end of high school and beginning of college for about three years. And he huh. was an incredible guy. Like I, mm. he treated me so well. He was just so precious, so thoughtful, loved the Lord, um, all those things. So it was a great first relationship to experience. And I feel wow. like he set the standards really high, which I was really thankful for. Um, but you know, those relationships where you just know it's not right, but you don't understand. Yeah. You're like, what is it? I can't necessarily pinpoint it sometimes, but just felt like a clear peace, like yeah, or, or like, like a, a, a vision like, from God. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like, I just know this person is not for me. <laughs> yeah, he's just not for me. So um, yeah. it was really hard to end it, truly. But I just knew that's what needed to happen, and so that ended. Mm. And then um, just I was on kind of a journey in college of started at A&M and then um, moved to New York for a semester soon after that because oh. clear vision of just this was not the place for me, A&M, because I, I kind of went because I have a twin sister and she was going <gasps> yeah. and <laughs> I didn't know where I wanted to go. I kind of knew what I wanted to do, but not fully. And so I just got, I realized like, this is not the place for me. Um, I feel like the Lord spoke really clearly to me about it. And so mm. I left and yeah, ended up in New York the next semester and um, didn't date anyone there. But when um, I got home, went to a different school, Dallas Baptist, and um, yeah, was really good friend. My best friend liked me, but I didn't really like him. So that was like kind of, <laughs> it was like my dating experience in, at DBU. Um, and then I, Which is something so funny that you mentioned that because I feel like that happens a lot. Yes. And I've talked to a lot of people just like, how do you handle situations where yes. with someone who's a friend of yours who may end up liking you, there's like blurred lines between that. For sure. And it's so hard if you don't like if one of them, one of the people doesn't like the other person and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, like, love his oh, friendship no. and I know. So had that experience and then um yeah went moved to New York for the summer after my first semester there and mm. um just dated a few guys so um mm. one guy in particular he was actually from Dallas and he was for me like the my visual like person like I was like he is like so <laughs> hot to me all this stuff it was kind of like my rebellious summer in New York which to me yeah. was wild but to others was probably like so tame and um, <laughs> but just like, I love it. I can't imagine. Yes, I know. I'm like, it's just kind of funny to think about, but dated, his name is Bailey, but he, we were just in it to like hang out with each other. Um, and he wasn't very emotionally deep or anything like that. Um, and then yeah. dated this guy actually from Dallas when I got back for just a second. And then 
after all that phase, I dated this guy, James, and he was just precious too, but not right for me. And um, yeah, I feel like all of that happened alongside just my story of, I was in a bad accident six years ago. I was hit by a plane propeller and just really coming to learn who I was. So it actually was like a combination of New York was huge for me, really getting to know who I was as a person and being away from my family and my sister and um, just the people that knew me really well. And it grew my faith significantly moving there. And then coupled with my accident, um, just... And did that happen while you were in New York or... No, it happened a couple years after, um, like two years after. But Mm. those two things I would say were the biggest shifts in my Mm. life that really helped define who I was and helped me understand even the definition of beauty and where my identity lies and um, all those things. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that you talk about figuring out beauty because I bet in those moments and as women in general, we struggle with figuring out how are we beautiful? It's there's a the struggle is real with, with comparison and comparing ourselves to other women. And then that, falls into dating and then we compare in dating and um, we see other guys and we just think, oh, that guy's never going to love us or think we're beautiful. And I've definitely been there in those moments. So we struggle enough as it is as women. And I'm sure guys have their, a slew of self-conscious issues as well for various different things. So how did what did that look like for you, Lauren? So in that time, just really figuring out like how did the Lord reveal to you? Because I think that's so encouraging to just really know who you were and reveal your beauty despite, you know, the trial and your accident, everything that happened. Yeah. So in that accident, I was affected physically. So lost my left hand, lost my left eye and I was hit in the head. So Mm. my head was half shaved after my surgery. Um, Wow. So it actually, as it was very traumatic, obviously, but I feel like the intense physical change actually forced me to dig into what, how I viewed beauty because I couldn't change anything. It was like, no, I literally don't have my hand. I don't have my eye. My head is half shaped. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many times as humans, we just want to fix and control and do all of those things in this situation that wasn't an option for me. So I had to look at it as, okay, I think that one, one of the biggest things I learned was when we go through a loss personally, like not, I'm not even talking about losing somebody. I mean like physically or a health issue or whatever it might be. I feel like our idols are the things that bother us most about it. So what bothered me most about it was how my physical appearance changed. And that really spoke to me on, wow, I really valued this significantly and I let it define my identity so much. And so really had to work through that and also fight against fears and assumptions that people, you know, would never think I was beautiful. And also realizing why does that matter to me so much if I want people to think I'm beautiful or um, that a guy would never be attracted to me ever again. Right. Um, Mm. All those different thoughts or just that people would view me as always needing help. And that like Mm. really bothered me too. Cause I'm like, 
I can still do so much. And sometimes I might need help and all and learning how to ask for that, but really processing that and coming to acceptance of what that looked like in a new way after this experience. Yeah. Girl, that is so beautiful and inspiring because oh, I can't even imagine, honestly, what you felt like in that time. But it's beautiful how God seemed to just sweep you up in that time and really affirm to you like, Lauren, I love you and you are beautiful to me no matter what what has happened to you, no matter what your story is, no matter even what you look like on the outside. We could you know, look totally different and still he'd love us exactly the same. And so it's such a reality check when, you know, in many ways our culture really um, idolizes physical appearance too. It's that thing where we, there's something inside of us where beauty, you know, where we have to go on a journey of discovering that beauty is more within than it is just external. I remember you saying that I think it was a year later you kind you've met you met Jason, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I bet cuz I can't even imagine like as a woman I already go through self-conscious stuff. I'm like this guy's really good looking, really confident, he's whatever, he's not going to like me. You know that I've thought those things in the past. So in this place of God really revealing to you your beauty, your identity, a deep true love for yourself. What did that look like when you met a guy and you you were like, "Oh my gosh, this is my past. This is what I've been through. But now here's this amazing man. So what did that look yeah, like? So um, one thing that actually helped me a lot was I was doing my physical therapy at it's this place called athletes performance. It's called Exos now, but I was working out with mm-hmm. these like minor major baseball players and football players. Um, and there were probably like 25 of them, 20, 25 of them maybe or less. I'm so bad at numbers, but in that way, or like, <laughs> but they became like yeah. my brothers because I was with them like every day, and I would just train kind oh, of wow. with not like in their group, but we were all together in this like smaller area. It wasn't like this huge, you know, gym type place. So they actually yeah. helped me develop. I feel like my self confidence again because even mm. some of the guys would like have crushes on me and I'm like, what? It would like shock me. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah like, I'm like, Hey, yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> out there like my arm, like prosthesis on, like they saw like every, you know, there's yeah. me for just all the changes that had happened to me. And, but I think, um, I don't know, just being around like guys like that every day and just like almost a very raw sense and seeing mm. like, oh my gosh, they like me for like who I am. And they're attracted yeah. to me, I think, for that reason. And they kind of think I'm cute. And I was like, it just was an interesting way that God used, I think, to be like, you are like beautiful. And you're like, I don't know, like how you envision yourself might be different than how other people envision you. And yeah, yeah. But not that that's like the key to, you know, it's not like we, I don't want to say that in a way where I'm like, oh, yay, guys think I'm attractive. It was more just like a way that God helped continue to heal me in that the way I viewed myself. And probably took away lies of like what you thought about of yourself and you where you thought maybe guys wouldn't be interested in you and these lies that the enemy tries to tell you potentially. And then these guys are there being like, oh, I see Lauren. I see her heart. And and even outwardly, she's so beautiful. But all of it together is like this beautiful person. And I kind of have a crush on her. Yes, totally. And I was like, oh my gosh. So that was happening like in that whole year before I met Jason. And 
Mm. My mom and I came out to Los Angeles and Yay. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> she's the best. Um, but I had met so Jason is a host on E and his co-host at the time, yeah. Juliana Ranzik, had reached out to me about a month after my accident and we had really gotten to know each other because she had just gone through a double mastectomy and um just we had talked throughout that whole year and then she was like, do you want to come to LA and I'd love to meet you in person and do an interview with you? And I was like, I would actually love that. So it was oh my in that where she was like, do you know, Jason, I'd love to introduce you. And to me, okay, so what was so funny is my mom and her in the, fl- in the plane and yeah. I was like, I am so sorry if I'm distracted. I just had the biggest crush on this guy that I worked out with and he like had become <laughs> a good friend of mine. And she was like, no problem. And so <laughs> to me, like, I wasn't thinking about, I feel like my focus was so on that also in the like guy area. So Juliana was like, I'd love to introduce you to Jason. I'm like, Oh, I would love to. I like love meeting new people, whatever. So we meet him. And I just remember like, well, he wrote down like places I'm looking at the note cause like in my office, but he wrote like a few places for us to go a hiking spot. And then I had asked him for his watch brand because my dad like loves watches. So he wrote oh that gosh. and then his number at the bottom. And um, he's like, oh. text me if you want to go hiking tomorrow. My friend and I are going. Um, and it just happened so randomly because my mom and I, like, we woke up and we were going to go hiking. It was too foggy. So we went to breakfast. And then I was like, should I text Jason? She's like, yeah. So anyways, it all started like that, which is so just like crazy. And were you and you at the time you were like kind of thinking maybe about a different guy? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I really had no thought. Like I wasn't like, oh wow, I'm like meeting this guy, and what is he gonna think? I like, I really didn't care because I was just so like, I don't know, like not thinking about it. And um, it was not in your mindset. You were like, yeah, cool. He could be a cool friend. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so <laughs> on the hike, we just had incredible conversation and, mm. um that was kind of our experience. And then we just started talking from that point on. Um, but to me, I don't think my thoughts of like what you were mentioning of just like, Oh my gosh, okay. This guy likes me just as we started really like dating and, um, all of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was easier because I was in Dallas. He was in Los Angeles and I honestly didn't have to share as much as I wanted right away with him. Um, oh, yeah. I like took time. So I feel like it was kind of a slower transition into thinking, oh my gosh, how is this going to affect like our relationship? Um, yeah. All those things. So, so being careful and stewarding your, the vulnerability. For sure. And it's interesting because like I love long distance in the fact that you're constantly communicating yeah. and there's really nothing else for a, long, a pretty long time. Um, and just also being really intentional about your time together and think you're getting to know each other really quickly on like a very deep level, but I could like pick and choose what I shared with him. And he wasn't seeing like my everyday life, you know, I was sharing what I wanted to share. And, um, yeah, because I was probably subconsciously kind of fearful of opening up about everything. And part of it too, I think was you don't think to share some things because you're just with your community and they know you and they're going through it with you. And so Tim, I was like, he's not experiencing any of this. So I'm not faced with having to explain something or whatever, you yeah. know? Mm. Um, when were you like, okay, I want to be 
I kind of want to be with this guy. Oh my gosh. I remember like a couple months into talking and I called my sister and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I really like Jason. <laughs> and she was like, no way. I'm like, yeah. And Jason, and I, I feel like we knew very quickly. Like, mm. um, I feel like there was just such a piece about our relationship and, you know, when you're just given like a God connection and you're just like, this is so yeah. God, I can't even like almost like get away from it. Not that you want to, but just, it's so him he places in my life. And, um, I feel like it just Mm. worked. Like we just got each other at like a very deep level right away. And he Mm. was just, um, very, he like pursued very well. Like I just, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And you guys must have also had really good communication if you were especially long distance. For sure. And I remember, so I came out to LA like for the first actual visit after we had been talking for a few months in February. And I remember this, I was thinking to myself, this is like the trip that I feel like will tell me a lot because hmm. I feel like I know him from the phone, but I haven't seen him in everyday life. And that hmm. trip for me was like such a defining moment where I almost took it to the next level um, with like wow. how I felt about him. Cause I was like, wow, I saw the Bible study. It was the Bible study, not church that he started in his, in his home and just saw his leadership in that way. And then met a ton of his friends and they're all just incredible people and got a little glimpse of his work. One day he he did like a Mm. today show segment because he had taken off a few days. So it's fun to see like a little glimpse of that. And then we were like active outside and just had like a lot of fun together and great conversations and I realized, wow, he like planned this week out, but it was just so natural for him. And um, so I came back Mm. and I feel like that's when I knew. And then I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, and I wasn't even trying to like think, I wasn't even trying to like feel that way necessarily. It was just so clear after that. And then Mm. I just remember Jason coming like a month after that to Dallas and he met just all my closest friends and family and came to church Mm. and, um, all of that. And I just remember we went to breakfast one day and he was like, this logically does not make sense to date because he was going to New York like once every two weeks and sometimes oh, wow. once a week mm, from LA. So, you know, it was yeah. a lot. And, um, he was just like, it doesn't seem to make sense, but he was like, I know this is right. And I want to do this and I want to date you. And we're oh. going to like figure this out. And I was like, okay. And I feel like that's when it all like started just like wrote, it started like where we were like, we're in this and Hmm. you know. So he was like clear with his intention. He was like, you know what? This is against all odds. We, I'm super busy. We live in different cities. I'm traveling all the time. You're pursuing your own things. But he was like, no, I see something in this woman and I don't care. I want to pursue her anyway. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. So can I just ask you, do you like to wind down with some wine every once in a while? What about some wine delivery? I mean, I'm raising my hand over here. I would not complain about some wine delivery. So there is this incredible company called Wink that actually customizes your wine preferences and handpicks four bottles of wine just for you and delivers them to your front door every month. It's pretty much a wine club, but it also happens to be one of the easiest to use and also the number one rated with no cancellation fees. 
They also exclusively sell summer water, which is my favorite rosé. So when you sign up, they have you take a palate test. Maybe you don't really know what you like in wine, so this is great because it will help you figure that out. Or maybe you do know what you really love, so this will help you discover more wines that are perfect for your developed taste. They ask you questions like, how do you like your coffee? Strong and black, of course. Or how do you feel about salt? Do you like mushrooms or truffles? From there, they recommend four bottles just for you. But don't worry, you can also customize it to whatever you like, you guys. They deliver all four bottles to your door free of charge. Each month, you get four different bottles, but you can modify or skip any scheduled order. You can also cancel any time with no issues. Their bottles start at just $13, so they're really nice. And today, you guys, you can get Wink for $25 off, which is basically like two bottles of free wine. Yes, please. To get this amazing promotion, you can go to trywink.com slash HOD podcast. That's trywink, W-I-N-C dot com slash HOD podcast. And if you're questioning this at all right now, I just want to ask you, this would be incredible for a date night, don't you think? So why not? You know, I think in many ways we can be held back from successful dating relationships, both on the male and woman side because of insecurities. Something hugely pivotal, I believe, that can seek to really change our dating relationships is learning how to conquer our insecurities. So how are you able to do that? Because as a woman, you know, you have insecurities. And did how did Jason make you feel? How did, I mean, how did that, what did that yeah, look like so for you guys? A lot of it was actually being vulnerable helped in my insecurities, but I was mm. fighting my vulnerability. So it was a weird little place to be. But I remember, I think yeah. we were six months into dating and he still had not seen my arm, like without my prosthesis on. Um, and oh, wow, I have yeah. a prosthetic eye that I just take out basically at night and stuff like that. And my friends and family think it's yeah. so weird if I have like those things on, they're just like, what are you doing? Or they won't even notice like my eyes out and they're like, mm. when did you take your eye out? Oh my gosh. But point in saying that is so normal for all my friends and family yeah. in Dallas um, to see that. But with Jason, yeah. I was not doing any of that. And it, it was very intimidating for mm. me. Um, I think just personally, I don't, I don't know if he actually asked me. So sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but six months in, we're on this trip with my sister and her husband and Jason's like, Lo, I want to see your arm. <laughs> and I was like, no, like I, you know, I was just fighting it. And my sister was like, yes, Lo, it is yeah. time. Like you've got to do this. And so um, mm. I remember we were like back in the hotel room and there were two rooms in the space. So like my sister was right there with her husband and Jason's like, do you want to go into this room? And I want to like see your arm. And I was like, can I have my sister come with me? And he's like, no. He was like, this is between the two of us. And, but in a way of like, I was just trying to depend oh, on like what was comfortable. So yeah. my sister and he was like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah. Just the two of us. And I was like, okay. And so in there, he was like, what is your fear? He was like, are you like afraid that I'm not going to love you anymore? Like when I see this, like, what is the fear? I was like, mm. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like showing you my arm and you're just going to stare at it. Like, that's so weird, you know? And he's like, okay, so take off your arm. And I, yeah. I was like sweating, like literally for like 15 minutes would not take, I, yeah. I was like, I honestly don't know if I've ever been that nervous. 
Wow. Um, and to have someone see you like that, yes. you, like just see you. Yeah. It like represented so much. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah. okay, so I'm immediately like covered, covered it with my hand. And he's like, he was like, we're going to hold, he's like, hold my hand with this hand. And we're just going to sit here and just hang out. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh. basically hold my hand. So I can't use it to cover it. We're just going to like relax yeah. in this space. And mm. it was just like the sweetest, it like makes me tear up every time thinking about it. But he was just like, I love this arm like more than your like real arm basically, or just like your yeah. whole arm. And he was like, it's just so beautiful. And I like, it makes me just love you even more and um, all this stuff. And I remember like our relationship took such a huge like leap after that because mm. I had broken down that wall. <laughs> We're like, we're a mess. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. If anyone else is listening, like, this is so beautiful. I can't. Oh my gosh. I was like, I can't look at you. You're making me cry. Um, <laughs> but um, I just feel like that little things like that showed me just his heart too, even more. And just like, oh my gosh, he really does love me. And like, that means nothing to him. Like, it more just meant so much to him because I was basically trusting him and feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And, um, and then I showed him my eye, like probably a couple months later and very just vulnerable experiences that took so many walls down and just developed such a deep bond between us and trust. And, mm. um, yeah, so those are my insecurities oh my that I feel like I just had to face head on. And then, um, also, just like speaking positively to myself because yeah, even like, even in your mind, like internal conversations and just um, even Jason recent, recently did this with me, but sometimes I just struggle with like how my eye looks because it's like mm. my scar and all of that. And mm. it's like a very personal thing. Like other people are like, Oh my gosh, you never know. But to me, you know, whereas like our you worst can, critics. Yeah. You're like a magnifying glass on yourself, but no one else can see. Yes, totally. And Jason was just like, okay, I'm going to wake up for the next 30 days. And the first thing I'm going to tell you is, cause I was telling him just, I was like, my eye is just like bothering me. I just feel insecure about it. And he's like, I'm going to wake up and just tell you how beautiful your face is this side specifically. And he was like, I'm just going to like, he was like, I'm obsessed mm. with the side of your face. And he was like, it makes you so beautiful. And so he made me like wake up every morning and be like, declare that I loved my, this side of my face. And it like makes such a big difference when you communicate prop, like positively to yourself, because it almost like shifts your Mm -hmm. mindset of like, Oh my gosh, I believe that. Like, thank you Lord for this side of my face and what it represents. And also I'm just believing that it's beautiful. Um, and speaking truth over the lies. Yeah. Because that's, you know, it's Huge. like we have deep-rooted lies and sometimes there's things that we just tell ourselves in secret. Yes. And they, the more and more we let our mind go to that place, the more and more it becomes our reality, but it's not a reality to anyone else. And so it's so powerful to speak the truth over the lies and to have someone in relationship like with Jason, you guys together, like I can't imagine anything that would feel more safe and and trusting to feel like, okay, this person sees me for all of me and they don't want to change anything. And they they love me for me. And I don't have to be something else. I don't have to try doing this on the other. Like 
I'm just me. They see that and they love that. There's something so beautiful and safe because I feel like in so many ways, like the way Jason treated you in those moments, is just how Jesus would treat you, how he sees you. And so, gosh, it's so beautiful in, um, and, in relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really cool about it is I was actually emailing with a friend about this last couple of days because she's been through a trauma in her life. And wow. I was saying what's so interesting is, and it's something you don't think about prior to, but when you're vulnerable mm. with somebody, like they feel safe to be vulnerable. So every time yeah. there was a moment like that, Jason would just tell me like, I, I actually really want to tell you, I like struggle with this and this, and can we be a team on this? I'm like, oh my gosh, like it opened up. Not, it was not only me like knocking down the walls I had up, but he too, I think felt this safety. Cause it's like, we're doing this and we're like, being really real. Like we're, you know, we can share everything and anything and still love each other. And so it was such a sweet yeah. moment for me oh. in that way too. Cause I'm like, wow, I feel so much closer to him. Cause he's sharing things that he probably didn't feel comfortable sharing before I did that, you know? Yeah. And in many ways, vulnerability breeds other vulnerabilities. So you being vulnerable and him, him probably being vulnerable also just created such a safe place for you to feel, okay, yeah, I can be my real self around this guy. And that's accepted. And I think it's so important to go into conversations in dating, you know, to obviously slowly, I think what you guys did too, is is great to be slowly revealing your heart and being protective of your heart and guarding your heart and being slowly vulnerable. But there's definitely an even balance for people in dating to obviously not put so much in so many walls up, but figuring out what the right balance is for you in dating of healthily, like slowly... Mm -hmm. And I say like peeling back the layers of the onion, right? Um, you don't want to just get to the core right away, but giving the space to be vulnerable, knowing that if this person is about to be vulnerable, I want to show them as much love and care and grace, even if I'm surprised by what they're going to yeah. tell me. I just want to be so loving and care- caring and accepting yeah. of them. And I think our words and our actions are so pivotal during those moments. And I've been in situations in the past where I've honestly been so... I've been afraid to tell people my story in the past. And then I was so, so just, I guess, surprised and, and thankful when I did share my story and they're like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. You know, that that's great. Like you're, I don't see you any different. I think it really is the anticipation we have before sharing. That's the most scary. And then when you do it, it turns out so differently than you would have imagined in a positive way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So we, oh my gosh, I feel like we could go on and on about insecurity and just owning your own story, but I have other questions I want to ask you. While dating, it can be really, it can be hard to figure out who the right guy for us is. So there isn't really, and I truly believe that there's not really just one guy for us. Um, And I recently, I've, you know, I love Gary Thomas's book, The Sacred Search and Sacred Marriage. And he talks a lot about this, like that there isn't just one person really out there for us. Um, But there's key things that we can look for to figure out if that person is the right life partner for us. So how did that, what did that look like for you and Jason? Obviously what you've already told us is key indicators that he's loving and sweet and accepting, but what are some other things that you would say are some key signs to look for? So um, I think one of the biggest things was how he handled conflict and communication 
like taught me so much and it made me feel very valued from the start because I was Mm. like, he is so, okay. One thing about him that I just love so much is he is like the most simple person, like, um, Mm. regarding like relationships and even just like experiences in life. Like all, there's been moments where he's like, do you realize that you were way overthinking this and it's really simple? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you were so right. I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, what am I doing? But, <laughs> Typical uh, woman move though, yeah. right? We always overthink. Completely, completely. I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, why did I just make it so complicated? It's actually a really simple thing. And he just does that like constantly, even with like making decisions, he's like, and he just doesn't worry ahead of time. He just like sees it for what it is in the moment and that's it. And I feel like I just really respected how, um, how he pursued. I feel like that showed a lot about just his like character and his heart and how he was taught. And, um, it just made me feel really valued because I felt like I was being treated like a woman and he made me feel very feminine and just would take care of me like in a very like manly way. Mm. Um, but just like a gentle spirited way as well. And, um, I feel like he was just interested in actually knowing me. So even him just like helping me um, feel comfortable, like showing my arm and all that stuff and learning more about my accident and my community and all of that stuff. It made me realize like, wow, he like really wants to know who I am. Um, And he cares enough to be intentional to ask me Mm. these questions and to create like a safe place. And, um, so I just felt like so safe with him and, and comfortable with him. And I just like love being around him so much, like in dating and now, <laughs> but um, I know you guys are so fun loving and oh my you. God, it is just so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that was like a big, I know it's not like a key thing you need, like every girl needs in a guy, but like he makes me hysterically laugh like all the time. <laughs> You do need that. I feel like we need a fun partner that we can laugh with. Yes. And not everyone thinks our jokes are funny. Yeah, I'm not that funny to a lot of people, don't. but I need someone who's like, yes, I like that you turn to a five-year-old girl when you go to Disneyland. Yes. You know? yes, totally. I know. I'm like, he's always like, this is why I married her. Cause he says like every joke, I'm like dying laughing and no one else is laughing. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. But, um, and he loves that. You're like, sure. oh, that's so cute. But I feel like it's also... <laughs> Being apart from it, so being long distance, I never, ever thought, can I, um, like, I never questioned trusting him. And he has, like, mm. a job in the, you know, in the entertainment industry. He's all, around a lot of women wow. all the time. He, just all those things I never would have thought, like, um, I don't, or doubt, I never doubted trusting him ever. I always felt like very wow. secure and he always made me feel like I'm thinking of you and did just things like made that aware. He like clearly communicates that just his feelings like, Hey, I'm thinking about you right now. And I just like love this about you or I'm missing you so much. And then he'll just like be funny and then whatever. And I don't know. It's just like, he's constantly even now, like I constantly know how he's feeling about me. And mm. I don't know. I just respect So he's like that really so good at communicating. He's really good at affirming and making you feel just like you know what's going on and you never have to question. Yeah. And I think a lot of trust comes from showing character and really clear communication. For sure. 
Yes. Mm. And just another side of it is just even, I feel like he is, has just the most prayerful heart and mm, yeah. just seeing that lived out, like in how he prays over his friends, over me, over situations, it's like really powerful. And I feel like that was just a huge like indicator to me of like, this guy is like real. Like he's like legit. He is legit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he loves Jesus now. Okay. So that just brings up a thought for me. Um, you guys obviously, and he, and Jason works on E and you obviously are very successful, Lauren too, both of you guys together. So what is it like for you guys living in the, in the last five years, the dating at, in the age of social media and all of these things, and even being in the public eye in some ways, I assume would be more difficult. So how, how has that affected you guys? Um, I'm sure in ways it has, or, or even in dating, yes. you know? Um, well, one thing we always think about is just it's like a big responsibility to have like public or like a bigger reach on like a public social media platform. Yes. And so we're always, we're very thoughtful in what we post and yeah. um, we just like want to represent, I think we just believe marriage is like the biggest gift. And I feel like that can become so lost in our society and culture now. Um, mm. But just portraying that through our posts, but also just having fun with them and, um, and all of that. But I, I feel like at the time of dating, it was actually really fun because I feel like I could see what was like going on in his day. And even like when I missed him, it actually was really helpful to just watch E because I was like, I could just see him <laughs> like oh. right now. You're like, hey, yeah, I'm like physically. Yeah. I like still do that sometimes now at night. Like if you oh. He's like not gone a lot, but if he is, I'm just like, I'm really missing him. And, um, this actually happened last night. We had like some great friends over, um, and, or just like some guy friends. And I like was really tired. So I went to bed pretty early Mm. and I was in that room and I was like, I'm just really missing him. I think I'm going to turn on E and I didn't because I was like, this is so dumb. But (laughs) he's like in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I can just ask him to come in here. Oh, he's so cute. um, but it was just helpful in that way. And, um, I feel like it didn't, I don't think social media was at the point when we were dating where it was like a huge, it didn't affect our relationship a ton. It just yeah. was a positive for us. Um, mm, cause now it's kind of transformed and I mean, it's just gotten crazy in the last few years and it's great. Like both you and I use it in a way that's like for inspiring content and to connect with people. And I love that part of social media, but it's really hard to not compare. And when you're dating, it's also hard to not compare relationship to relationship or I'm sure in marriage too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's, I was talking to my friend about this too, that's gone through the trauma, but and I, I know we're talking about dating, but in marriage, even in dating, actually, it was like, we don't have to be, so I've struggled with fatigue since my yeah. accident. So it's influenced a lot of like our pace and how we yeah. do things. And I feel like Jason and I both struggled in different ways at the beginning. Cause he would be like, but these wives do this and these girlfriends do this or whatever in both of those seasons. And I was like, I know, but like, I can't do it. And I, I was doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. I was like, all these wives are doing this. Like they can stay at a dinner until like 1030 and they're fine. Or even like church on Wednesday nights, 830 can be really difficult for me. And, um, 
just realizing that like, I feel like we just got to the point where we were so um, accepting and of like our pace and like we're our own family and like we're our own couple and we can like look up to people and all of that. So it's like comparing in a positive way of just like, wow, I love what they do in their relationship. Yeah. And my, yeah. Yeah. But just cutting out that comparison because it will just exhaust you and destroy you and make you not feel good enough. And so, yeah, I think we've really accepted in dating as well in a marriage, just we're like our own family. You're your own unit and you build your own story together. Yes. And that's really good too, Lo, because I've also struggled with some health things in terms of fatigue and it's hard. You know, I worry sometimes, or I've gotten into places of worrying that I'm going to date a guy who just doesn't understand that because of some autoimmune things I've dealt with, I can't stay up all hours of the night or I can't eat certain kinds of foods and I need a certain amount of sleep. And yeah, I don't want to compare to the other couples that are like, you know, constantly doing and all the things. And that's awesome. And I can sometimes have those days, but not all the time. And so important. And I think even as singles to you know, see other couples and be excited and inspired. But that's why I love this conversation because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are even single that have seen you and Jason and been like, gosh, I want, I just like, why don't I have a life like that? You know, but instead of thinking about it like that, because singleness is not a disease and it's, it's, it is, it can be a really beautiful time in our lives. Um, But seeing it as like, okay, wow, I am inspired that those kinds of relationships exist and I can find a man or a woman who wants to be vulnerable with me and who sees me for who I am and accepts me and that I can truly be a life partner with. Because I think what's so clear in this conversation, just hearing about you and Jason, is that you guys have found a partnership, a true partnership where you thrive together for the kingdom and you you know, you build each other up and where the one's weak, the other's strong. And you've just gotten to this place where you see each other for all of you and just accept it and you grow together. And you're not necessarily trying to change each other per se. I mean, though there's always things we're working on, but it just seems so much even in your dating, um, even the parts where you were dating that you just were coming alongside each other and building that up. And that's clearly obviously continued into marriage too. And the other day, this is really random, but we watched, have you ever seen the family guy movie? It's like a, the family, oh, the family, family man. man. Yeah. Family man. Oh my gosh. With Nicholas Cage. I love oh my that God. movie. Okay. <laughs> yes. so we watched it. Like it took us a little bit because we were like fall asleep in between. So it took us like three nights to finish it. And I don't know why <laughs> it hit me like so spiritually, <laughs> but the movie's like oh not spiritual gosh. at all, but it was like this story. And I was thinking, did you know that you're not married in heaven? Mm, and so yeah. I was like, it like reminded me of that. And Jason and I both were like, I was like, babe, just knowing that you're not married in heaven. And I feel like this really comes into play when you're dating too, because it's how you're viewing, just how your relationship is yeah. forming. But like our purpose in being married on earth is literally to become more sanctified, become closer to Jesus, mm. to reflect his glory and how we're living and yeah. how we're doing our relationship. And I feel like it takes away all, um, like, what's the word? I keep wanting to say like temptation, but the desire to like, let's say like win in an argument or, um, or just like being focused on these tiny things that like bother you. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, I feel like no, no, knowing (laughs) our relationship here is so eternal and it has such eternal 
purpose and what are we doing with that? Yeah. Like if we view a relationship like that, it changes everything in my opinion. You know? Oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, and how can we steward this time we have yes. here on earth yes. together so well for the glory of the kingdom? Because to your point, yeah, we're not married yeah. in heaven. And that's, that's another point of like why singleness isn't a disease, yes. you know, but yes. like, and how marriage is a gift though, and that we need to steward that gift well. And you're right. The perspective, it's like a perspective change yeah. of saying, oh my gosh, this I am only married for my time here on earth. Yes. And then when we go to heaven, you know, it's going to be beautiful, amazing, glorious. I can't even imagine. Yes. But marriage doesn't exist because it doesn't need to because we're going to be totally satisfied. It's such a foreign but beautiful concept to think about. Yes. But yeah, you're right. It's such a good reality check to say, wow, how are we stewarding this time well together in our relationships yes. here on earth? And it's like, it's so sad to think about, like, I have the hardest time thinking you won't be married in heaven, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a human perspective because it's yes. so much greater than we can imagine. But yeah, it's more like, yeah, it's like a responsibility, like marriages, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, um, in a beautiful definitely. way, but it's yeah. something you have to really keep at the forefront of your mind. Mm. Oh my gosh, Lauren, I feel like I could go on and on talking to you, girl, because this I love this conversation. We've laughed, we've cried, we've done all the things, yes. we've gotten real. Yes. I love it. But I, um, we unfortunately are out of time, but um, I do want to ask you a question that I ask everybody every episode, and that is, what if you could give the listeners one piece of dating nugget advice, what would that be? And it could be short, just like a little snippet. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like I have two things, two things just popped yeah. in my head, but one is just to <laughs> okay. have so much fun together and be intentional with your time. Yeah. Um, and then another thing is just, we've learned this so much through like learned hard way in a few, in a few times, in a few ways, but validating each other's feelings is like so important. And then also just removing your pride and humbling yourself to apologize quickly and realize mm. like, okay, even in conflict or disagreements, like we are in this together and we're in this relationship to love each other better and get to know each other better. Yeah. And I feel like conflict can actually be a great way to do that if it's handled properly. Yeah. But I feel like you just have to feel like, just remember you're on the same team, even when you're dating um, and you're not there to like win. That's no. so good because one of the things I wanted to ask you but we didn't get to is that, you know, you guys are such an amazing couple, but surely you deal with conflict. And I think what's so good for people to hear is like in conflict when you're dating and you've only been single your whole, you know, for a long time at least, it's hard to not run away or just resort and default to kind of selfish um, actions or reactions because yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not getting what I want. Okay, exit. You yes. know? Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. There were several, yeah, situations where even, so when I lived here, so I wasn't in Dallas anymore and I, I had no place to run. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh crap, I'm stuck here and I have to deal with this. And it was like a really hard thing. I was like, I want to walk yeah. out the door right now and not talk about it. But just learning, I think you create this like foundation through conflict of like, this is how we deal with conflict and feeling safe to share your feelings and feel validated by the other person and be like, Wow, even just being open to to changing and like adjusting and not always thinking like, no, I'm doing this right and you're doing this wrong. It's more like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Will you point that out to me next time too so I can learn in the moment? And how can I be better? What do you need from me? And just realizing like we're in this relationship that purpose, like to continue growing. I don't think we'll ever stop growing our entire lives. And yeah. it all starts in dating. And I feel like it shows you so much in how it's handled when you're dating, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dating is that rude awakening of like, Hey, you got to be ready to humble yourself and admit you're wrong and, and be willing to be on a team with someone else because a team means that you have to sometimes, you know, let the other person move forward or or come together and partner with them. That's what it is when you're playing a game or any of that, when you're on a team together, you are, you know, constantly working and moving together. And so humbling yourself, admitting you're wrong. Oof, and just having soft commu- yeah. and thoughtful communication. And just like over communicating. I hard. feel like a lot of times, yeah, just like communicate a lot. <laughs> Make sure yeah. like everything's out, you know, and clear and clear. Because people, clear. yeah, because people communicate very differently. For sure, yes. Mm. Oh, girl, you're amazing. Okay, so. I love this conversation. I don't want it to end, but um, I'm just so thankful for you. So where can everyone um, find and connect with you and on the interwebs and all the things? How can they find you? So Instagram is my favorite out of all the social medias. I love to connect on there. So my handle is at Lauren Scruggs. And then my Mm -hmm. blog is laurenscruggskennedy.com. And then the foundation is at the LSK Foundation on Instagram. Um, and then stranded our dry shampoo is at the stranded shop. I love it girl. All right, my dear. Well, today was such a blessing. Thank you just so much for sharing your story and thank you for being vulnerable. And I just, I love your story. I love you guys, you and Jason and oh, such an inspiration to us singles. Thank you. (laughs) Isn't Lauren's story just simply gorgeous? I couldn't help getting a bit emotional during the moment in our conversation when Lo starts talking about getting vulnerable with Jason and letting him see her arm, allowing him to really see her and embrace her. It was just so beautiful. And isn't that in many ways how we so desire to be loved when we are vulnerable about our stories and insecurities within the context of relationships? So if there's something I've learned from today, it's that if someone is being vulnerable with you, I just want you to know that it's a gift. Steward it well. Be gentle and kind and loving. Show them the kind of love that Jesus shows you time and time again. Lauren and Jason are such an inspiring couple and you all have to support Lo in all of her endeavors because she just has the best and beautiful, most hopeful heart. I also just love that she and Jason are both millennials and they dated in recent years. Also, they're prominent on social media, so they deal with so many of the things that we come across today in the dating scene. They just get it, you guys. They really do. I'm so grateful to have been able to speak with Lauren today, and I hope you all feel that much more inspired to conquer your insecurities with Jesus and be brave and vulnerable in relationships. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.